Welcome to Own the Microphone. Join me, Bridget McGowan, an award-winning international professional speaker and owner of the independent publishing company, BMAC Talks Press. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Own the Microphone. I am your host, Bridget McGowan, and I have with me the one, the only, Mark Shepard. Mark, welcome to the show. Yes, thank you for having me. Thank you. Now, to my regular listeners, you may notice a totally different energy about me in that opener, and it's because... Mark and I are not just fellow professional speakers, but if you've listened enough, you know that not only am I a speaker, I am also the owner of a publishing company. Mark is one of our authors and not just one of our authors. Yes, he is one of our award-winning authors. He is the author of Get Your Greater, and you need to go get your copy. (laughs) You will hear me play his book book again and again on this show. But he is an author with this incredible story that we won't be able to get into all of it in this episode. That's why you've got to go get the book available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or wherever you like to buy right books. <laughs> right now. <laughs> but his story is it's 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 just one for the for the history book. So Mark, I'm going to stop and I'm going to ask you to tell us a little bit about your journey to where you are now and what it is that you speak on as a result of your journey? Well, um, first I would like to say thank you for having me. It is a great honor um, and privilege. Uh, it's it's amazing. Like my life has changed. Uh, it has, I can't even say 360 because it went around and around and around with changes. It's just magnificent. Um, Well, I I can tell you that I started, um, everything started when I was sitting at the bus stop with, um, with a person, a young lady, and she was crying. And I looked over at her and I, I said, what's, what's wrong, if you don't mind me asking? And she just started explaining to me about how she felt and the things she was going through at that time. So I, I asked her, I said, Let's, let me share something with you. And then I started sharing my, my, my struggle, my walk, my triumphs, my, my losses, my, my ultimate wins with her. And that sparked me to want to start writing about where I've been and how, how with the perseverance and the faith of God to, to want better and have better, I became better. And with that, she stopped crying. She said, thank you. And, and the last thing she said before she got on that bus was that she had been thinking about committing suicide. And if it wasn't for listening to my story, she would have went home because that was her plan to go home and to end her life. And I went home and I immediately started typing. I thank God for 
the opportunity to share with someone. And I knew, I knew while I was writing it that it was what God had for me to do. I'm, I'm sitting here. Well, actually I'm standing and I'm, yeah, I'm speechless. Did you, did you get her name? No, probably not. No, no, no. but, wow. but I did see her. Um, and this is crazy. Cause I saw her last week. What? I saw the lady. Yes. I saw, I, I couldn't get to her, but I recognized her. I saw her. I was, um, so I'm an engineer, right? And I travel um, and within my company to different locations, right? Um, so I was in the store. Um, uh, can we say the name of the store? <laughs> yes, I think it'll be okay. okay. So I was in I was in 7-Eleven, right? And I was getting some coffee. And I looked up and I saw her. But before I could get to her, she was already gone. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And everybody was looking at me like, what's wrong with you? You better pay for that coffee though. <laughs> so, yeah, I did, I did. So um, the next chance I get, you know, around um, 8.30 in the morning, if I'm back, you know, hopefully I'm back on that side again. I hope I run into her because wow. she looked good. She looked good. She she was glowing. She... Um, yeah, she just was smiling and 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 how I recognized her because I heard her voice. So I turned and I because I was making my coffee and I turned. I was, oh my God. And I, I tried to get to her, but she was already gone. So tell me this. How long ago was that when the two of you crossed paths at the bus stop? How oh what God. year was that? So that was 2000. 14. Whoa. 10 years ago. So here's the yeah. deal. When I'm going to call it into existence that it's going to happen, not if you see her, when you see her, you need to make when sure you tell her that story of after meeting her, how you went home and you started, you started writing that book. That is, mm -hmm. that is incredible. Now I'm going to take a picture with her. Yes, you should. <laughs> You should, don't, you know what? Don't let anybody say you're not bold. I'm going to take a picture with them. <laughs> okay, here's my next question for you. So you've had a life of ups and downs and ins and outs, lefts, rights, you name it, any kind of polar opposites you can come up with. Yeah. Is that what you speak on in your presentations? Like, what do you talk about when you deliver a, a speaking engagement okay so and the the answer is yes but in multiple facets right so it depends on who i'm talking to now when i'm talking to children um yes i'm talking about this is where i this is where i was right and i understand that you know, you may be going through similar situations, but this is how you triumph over that. This is how you overcome, right? This is how you still um, um, remain on the winning path, right? Um, when I'm talking to um, like uh, DOES, um, I had an opportunity to speak there um, one time um, to the class of uh, manpower. Um, which is an organization that teaches uh, skills and 
um, clerical skills, plumbing, uh, electrical wiring, and they all got together and um, I came in and I spoke. This was this was before the book was even published, like years, right, years ago. But I um, I speak on understanding that there was a hiccup in their in their process. There was a hiccup. They might have been incarcerated. They might have been homeless. They might have even come out of some type of rehabilitation program center for some type of substance abuse. However, take that that experience know where you were know what, what got you there and flip it around take that that same ambition to 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 want to go to school to want to get this skill to want to get this trade done to want to have better and i tell them but it's okay it's okay to fall down and and i and i also um explain to um different executives um that i may have speak to uh, may have the opportunity to speak to and and i tell them when when someone does not make a mistake that's someone you look at you look at them side eye but the ones that make the mistake you don't you don't put them down you don't you don't shun them you don't disrespect them those are the ones you want because a mistake is the is is the clear indication that that person tried they didn't get it right yet but they tried and they failed, but yet they still hid. Just when you come to work, um, I, I'm an engineer, so I work with all facets of different technicians and maintenance engineers and building engineers, mechanical engineers, right? When they call me, right, they call me the fixer. Whenever they want something done, call Mark, right? So they call me. You can paint the picture for me. I can walk you through it. Right. Anybody that calls me with any type of situation, may it be personal, may it be um, job related. If you can paint the picture of the situation, I have an answer for you. I have an answer for you. Right. So I tell the engineers, just paint the picture. Right. And, and, the, and the next question is. Did you try? And they usually tell me, hey, boss, yeah, I broke it good that's what i want what what does it look like when it's broke what is it what is it doing that's doing so and then we can go from there when when the, when the engineer tell me they never tried i tell them call me back after you tried call me back after you broke it or fixed it but call me back you know what i mean because it's the step that they need after you give them the information it's the step that they take with the information you know what i'm saying that 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 promotes change that promotes the greater i could give you a seed but if you never plant it you'll never have a harvest mic drop <laughs> <laughs> that's all that's all I that's all I've got. Oh my goodness. So everybody, Mark Shepard is an award-winning author who is the brilliant mind behind Get Your Greater. He lives in the Washington, D.C. area in our nation's capital. But when he is, as you heard, not putting pen to paper, he is an engineer and is just amazing at it. But even before becoming an engineer, he worked in sales. He's had 
quite a successful career in different industries. But now his focus is when he's not doing engineer work, when he doesn't have pen to paper, he is speaking. He is getting his message out. Now, the title of his award-winning book is Get Your Greater, and it is his memoir, his personal memoir. It's the true story of how he went from being a homeless, single father on the streets of D.C. to find his greatness. It's the true story of him going from great, G-R-A-T-E, to great, G-R-E-A-T, where he shared with me, he was lying on those grates that you see on the streets that that cover up the drain holes, right? He lost his mother before the age of 10 in a horrific act of violence. And his story continues with all forms of mistreatment whether it was in foster care, whether it was just striving to survive in the midst of poverty and homelessness, to living on the streets with his young sons. But it tells his inspiring story of resilience, of strength, ambition, and faith as he went from not having a home to now leading a life that is so filled, overfilled with love and greatness. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Now, Mark, tell me this. What do you love about public speaking? What do you love about getting on the stage, whether you're talking to children, whether you're talking to young adults, whether you're talking to seasoned professionals? What is it that you just absolutely love about the profession of speaking? Okay. The number one, my number one is seeing them get it, seeing that aha moment come to life. Like when you're talking to them, right? And you're explaining, you're walking them up this road, you know, this is this and this is that, and you walk them through change, right? And then that look, like you can look down at them and you see that one glimmer in the eye, bing, and it's like, it's contagious. This whole row gets it. That whole row get it. The whole this whole side get it. And you see it. And once you know you got it, and you gave it to them, and they got it. Oh my God! You can you can just put me on a balloon and send me the arm. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> it's beautiful because you know they got it because you see it. And, and you know they're going to take that information that they just received and they're going to be greater. I love it. I love that part. I love it. <clears throat> Without a doubt, that is so clear how much you love it. Without a doubt. Oh, my goodness. So... Here's my next question. I know you have a question for me that you're holding on to. We're going to get to that in just a second. Yeah. Now, tell me, what has been the biggest change, you would say, in the first presentation you delivered versus your most recent one? (laughs) Not scared. Not scared. (laughs) Okay. So how is it that you're not scared? Is it... I don't know, is it experience? Is it practice? Is it, what is it? What what changed it? it it's, so <laughs> when I, when my first talk, my first 
initial talk was when I was going to some, um, so others might eat. Yep. I was in CET, okay. right? And um, CET is the Center for Employment Training, right? And I was going there for uh, building, maintenance, um, management, management development, and and technician, right? So <laughs> there's a there's a part right in um, the curriculum where you have to stand and present whatever topic um, in career development, any topic based upon career, change of life, and or um, the status of having, right? So I stood up and I just said, look, I'm homeless. I come here every day because I live down the street. My box is down the street. I live on the grate. And when I leave here every day at three o'clock, I fake like I'm getting on the bus while everybody's getting on the bus, but I go down the street and I just go and I put my stuff in the bushes and I pull my box out and I get ready for nighttime. And then I just go and go to the restaurants and go wash cars. I mean, um, go wash dishes, um, try to wash some cars so I can get some money to eat. This is my life. And I'm here because I have a focus, I have a goal, you know? And they just looked at me like, oh my God, right? And then um, the second talk was um, on what are you gonna do with the knowledge that you have received here from this organization when you graduate. And then that one was the one that everybody stood up and gave me a standing ovation. And uh, um, the director, her name was Emily. She said, oh my God, you're gonna be a speaker. I have never in my life even thought about wanting to be a speaker, right? She said, you're gonna be a speaker. You should tell people, you should help people. You're gonna help people, you're gonna be great. And I was like, yeah, lady. Okay, I just want to go get a job so I can get my, my kids, you know what I'm saying? It's like we get a place to live, right? And then um yeah, and then and then uh the next one after that was because one of the uh the instructors left sums and went to uh um Department of uh, Unemployment Services and she was like, Mark, come tell your story. And you know, I was like, mm, okay, so I went and 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 I spoke and they started looking at me like, yeah, another dude talking, yeah, 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 right? So I just started making jokes. I, I started out with some jokes. Well, well, not started out. Halfway through, I just stopped and I just started making jokes. I'm like, listen, we all fell down. I still got scuffs on my knees. You got scuffs on your knees. The, you know what I'm saying? That's your shoulder off. This one ran, rolled around in the grass. And they was laughing. And then I said, now you see how easy the atmosphere changed due to this and then and then I, I turned it around and used it as a learning tool for them and yeah so I can't really tell you um the process or the method of how to do it but I can tell you that in each and every situation it's best to evaluate who you're talking to and use that as a tool to get to them 
And that's how I got better, learning how to pay attention and and go with it, roll with the punches. Because I, I, had, I had a time where I was talking to some kids at um at Department of uh, uh, Recreation, D.C., and they was like, nah, you know, hacking me, you know, well, heckling me, right? And then I just, I stood up and I said, okay, all right, okay. And then I told them, you know, I'm the uh, conditions coach for the boxing team over at such, 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 and such. You know, has anybody been to Golden Gloves? Has anybody been to Thesto and so? And they just got quiet, like, for real? So they, I guess they was thinking that I was going to jump off the stage and punch them, punch them up, right? <laughs> but, I, but I used that to get their attention that, okay, listen, we all tough. We all can fight. Yes, 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 we can. But change and um, greatness comes in the learning, the acceptance of of vulnerability. When you are ready to be vulnerable to your situation, to your circumstance, to your environment, is when you receive more. You know, and that's how I learned how to speak better. That's how I learned how to um, captivate the, the audience. That's how I learned also to evaluate and reevaluate myself on a daily basis. Mark, were you vulnerable enough to 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 help that lady that was angry that was in the store standing behind you when you could have just turned around and said, "Hey, how you doing?" You know, um, I got this thing I do right when when whenever I'm in the store and I come to the presence of I come in somebody's presence that's having a bad day or they just mad or they cussing or something like that, and uh, <laughs> so Jennifer always laughs about it, right? So what I do is if they're and in Jennifer. my presence. Jennifer is, oh, your, yeah. Jennifer is my future fiance. Oh my God, I love that girl. Woo. So, <laughs> so whenever I'm at the store with Jennifer, right, and uh, we, we come into contact with people that's going through, right, um, I got this thing where, you know, once, once I get close enough to them, you know, I just say, hey, good school. They're like, what? And it changes them. And maybe, you know, I don't well, yes, you do, girl. I sit behind you. It's not like I can draw pictures of the same girl. You know, and I say, you, you know, talk <laughs> Stuff like that made me laugh. And, you know, and then I break the ice and then they just say, thank you. And, man, I was, I was acting out or I just don't know what to do. And then, you know, I just take a couple of minutes to, you know, walk them down, whatever the situation is, you know, e either through my experience or God's word, hmm. you know, walk them through it. You know what I mean? You mentioned Emily as someone who saw you speak early on yeah. and said, hands yeah. down, you are going to be a professional yep. speaker. Yep. Who else has um, crossed your path right where they, they gave that affirmation, whether it was about being a professional speaker, just anything who just uplifted you and, and pushed you forward. Who else? You. <laughs> because, because, um, so, so you used to tell me all the time, you know, you, you're going to change lives. Please just, just tell somebody, tell somebody, speak, just open your mouth and just let it. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> you know, just talk. So I just was, Talking. So all those experiences that I that I was talking about was because you know you know I was 
I'm not going to say pushed, but encouraged to do so. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because yeah, I wouldn't have never did it if you, yeah, nah. Uh-uh. I, would, I was scared to write the book. You know what I'm saying? You're like, just put it on the paper. You better write. <laughs> I was like, okay. And yeah, and it's, yeah, it's the, it's the support. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Jen, for sure. Was there anybody oh, yeah. from CET or from SUMS where they just really kind of pushed you on the path? And, you know, not Emily, pushed, yeah. but propelled yeah. you, maybe. <laughs> well, Emily, Emily, and, yeah. um, and uh, oh, my God. So it was this, uh, it was this one instructor. Uh, he taught um, career development. Yeah. His name was, his name, his name was Ivan Laney, right? And um, oh my god! So Mr. Laney, so he 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 would tell me, okay, you're almost closing. You know, you're almost coming to the end of your your um your classes and everything. Now it's time for you to start going out getting a job, right? I said I don't have no suit. You know, I don't have no clothes like that. You know, it was like. You know, he was like, okay, look, I got you. Tomorrow, I got you. So he came in. He came in and he brought this. He brought this um this olive green suit and had an olive green shirt and a, a checkered olive green, gray, and dark gray tie. And gave me some brown shoes, dress shoes, and um, and a brown belt. And then he uh he took me down the street, got got my hair cut, and uh and uh he because I told him I had an interview coming up on that Thursday, and uh he said you're gonna be all right, you're gonna be all right, man. You got it, I got you. Just 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 do what you learn in school. And just speak, Mark. You're a great speaker. Just, just go in there. You got it. You got it. That was my first job. That was my first job. I um, I wore the suit and I went. I went to um, the interview at uh, the Hampton Inn Hotel, and I got the job as uh, the assistant chief engineer. Not a technician, but the assistant chief engineer. Only because the guy said that um, the way I was talking, he said that he wanted to give me a chance because he could hear the ambition in my voice, and he can hear he can hear that I want to be great and I'm I'm striving for something better. And he said, I'm sure your other job is going to miss you. And then I told him, I said, man, I'm homeless. I just, I'm just trying to get off the street with my son. I just, I said, I'm just trying to get a job to get off the street. And he was like, okay. He said, I'm gonna hire you. Can you start on Monday? I said, yeah. He said, okay. He said, but I need you over the weekend to go get your, you know, drug tests and everything. But don't worry about everything else. Don't even worry about putting the address on your, on, 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 on your, uh, he said, we're going to pay you. We're just going to put 
We're going to open up a bank account for you. Don't worry about it. And that was my first job out of school. And with that money, I went and got a, us an apartment. And my sons was like, Daddy, we we we, we like the Jeffersons now. We're coming up. I was like, boy, you two, you don't even know about the Jeffersons. What are you talking about? <laughs> and, and yeah. Yep. Wow. I'm over here nearly in tears myself. Oh my goodness, Mark. Mm-mm-mm. Are you still in touch with Mr. Laney? Um, I lost um contact with him when he started working at um uh uh UDC University of District of Columbia. And then um he's he left there and I don't know where he is. I've seen him on um on uh LinkedIn. I sent him a couple of messages, but he hasn't responded. So what was his first name? Ivan. Yeah, okay. Ivan Laney. We've gotta we've gotta stay on the good foot. We gotta stay on the yeah. good foot and find him. Wow, what a story. Yeah. What a story. Okay, okay, Mark, shifting gears, shifting gears. What is your question? And thank you so much for sharing uh that very personal story with us. What is your question for me? Um, <laughs> how do you navigate through so many ideas when it comes to writing? Ooh. I put them all down. I put them all down. They may not make sense together right now, and that's okay. But it's about getting them out. And then you just come back later and try to organize it. You come back later and try to figure it all out. You come back later and fix the flow and everything. You know, that was your experience with us with your book, where you gave us a beautifully written manuscript. And it went through one uh, iteration of editing where we asked you, I can't remember how many questions, because we were, (laughs) I wish y'all could see the look on his face. (laughs) But we wanted to make sure we were getting it right. You're hilarious. Man. We wanted to make sure we were getting it right because the story is in your head. The timeline is in your head. And so it was important for us to make sure that we had it right. So it's about getting, just get them all out. Get the ideas out. It does not matter if idea A has absolutely nothing to do with idea D, but they're on the same sheet of paper. And then back to my point about the editing process with us, Mm -hmm. we move things around. That's that's the point of editors. So don't, don't, don't kill yourself over trying to make it perfect. So how I navigate all of the different ideas when it comes to writing, I just get them out. And I know that there are professionals who will ask me the questions to make sure that we're weaving the story, that we're getting it all down right to create this great reader experience. But for mm-hmm. now, get it out. Whether you're writing it down by hand, whether you're typing it out, whether it makes sense, whether the subjects agree with the verbs, it doesn't matter. It's about getting it all out. Then I worry about it later as to how okay. to organize it and make sense of it. But when 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 you're in that creative process, you will throw yeah. a monkey wrench in it if you're also trying to make it perfect. If you're also you know also trying to make it sound just so. 
Yeah. Get it out and then fix it later. <laughs> okay. Can, can I ask one more question? Yes. So, 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 cause I watch you, right? I watch yeah. your, uh, your training, um, uh, videos, right? Well, the ones that's on YouTube, yeah. right? You be killing it. I was like, oh my God. So right. So I'm like, yo, how do you get to that point that where, cause like you are like, like you command, you command the present, you command their attention. And then you bring them up and then you, you make them feel easy because, um, okay, it's all right not to know. I'm here mm -hmm. to teach you and show you. And then you take them higher. Like once you get to that, like, how do you, how did it, you get so good doing that? Like, oh my God. You are so funny. I, listeners are going to get sick of hearing my, this answer to every single question. The answer is practice. I, I practice the presentation. I practice it a minimum of three times. I act like the audience is right there with me. And I practice wow. the pauses. I practice exactly what I'm going to say. And I love how you nailed exactly what I do. I start the presentation by building that rapport, by saying, I get it. Delivering presentations are tough. It is scary. You're not sure if you should start with a joke, if you should start with a startling statistic, or if you start with a story. I understand. So I start off by building a rapport saying, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Then I shift gears and I say, but once you have a strategy and you fully understand that you don't have to start with a joke, you don't have to start with your story, you don't have to start with a startling statistic. You start by giving the audience a reason to listen and lean in. And by the time we're done, you're going to know exactly how to do that. You're going to know the mistakes to avoid. And you're going to know how to deliver presentations in a way that sizzle and have your audiences on the edges of their seats. So you yeah. nailed exactly what I do. I create the connection. I help you understand that I know where you're coming from. Then I yeah. tell you exactly what it is you'll be able to do or what you'll know at the end of the presentation. And then yeah. I give you a reason to listen. And I use those sexy words like sizzle, or I use yeah. words like, I'm going to tell you secrets that nobody else will tell you. That makes yeah. you right there. Stop and say, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me get off Facebook. Yeah. She's about to tell me something. I'm not getting anywhere else. Okay. Yeah. Social media can wait for now. And yeah. then I, I do a little self-deprecation sometimes and I'll make a joke about myself, right? To make it lighthearted if it's getting too serious. But how I get to that point to answer your question is the practice. I go right. through my entire presentation, start to finish a minimum of three times. And I make sure I take them on those highs and lows. But the start of every presentation is going to sound almost exactly the same, no matter who I'm delivering it to. I am going to create that connection saying, I get you. I understand. I've been in your shoes. And let me tell you, it's greater later. And I'm going to show you exactly how that's done in the next 55 minutes. Practice. Yeah, practice. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to practice. You are so <laughs> I'm gonna get on Jen's nerves. I'm like, Jen, come in, sit down. And like, here's the oh, thing: Lord. you don't have to have an audience. I don't like yeah. practicing for an audience. I don't. It's so funny. My husband, I know he thinks I work for the CIA or something. I'm sometimes I'm practicing like I'm. I've been practicing the last several days for a keynote that I'm delivering pretty soon. And if he happens to it. walk in the room, I yeah. stop talking. 
And I'm like, hey, how's it going? What's up? I'm just practicing my keynote. And I I stop until he leads out of the room. And I think he wants to hear it, but he won't say anything. But mm-hmm. I, I can't. It's so uncomfortable. I don't practice for an audience. So I just sit and wait. You know, are you going to the gym? Do you have something to do? Mm-hmm. Some yard work? Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just want him to get out of my presence so I can practice it all by myself. And I can hear where, where I need to speed up, where I need to slow down where I need to give some more emotion, where I need to pull back the emotion, where I need to add something black and white, a statistic, or where I need Mm -hmm. to add some color. So it's only when I'm by myself that I'm able to hear and make those adjustments. But that's it. That's the answer. I promise you. I promise that's it. I have no, no secret sauce, no secret coach, no practice. Is it? (laughs) Okay. I'm a practice. I'm do that. Okay. <laughs> and and listen, practice. listen with an audience ear. Say to yourself, if I was sitting in the audience and I was listening to this, what needs to change? What will make it resonate more? Do I do I need yeah. to be louder? Do I need to be softer? Do I need to speak a little bit more quickly? Do I need to slow down? Do I need to insert a pause? Do I need to make sure, right? Like, just think about how would you receive this if you were sitting out there? But yeah, yeah. This, that's the answer. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Very good questions. All right, Mark Shepard, what is one last recommendation you have for our listeners for how they can get their greater and how they can own the mic? Get the book. Get the book. Get yeah. your greater on um, every uh, major network, um, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million. Get the book. Read the book. Understand it. Don't just read it just because it's a, it's a story. But read it and use it as a, as a learning tool. Then, then map your day. Map your life. You know, start from A to Z. You know, if you got to start from Z and go backwards, start from somewhere. Just start. Write down your goals. You know, don't dwell on your your past. If you want to remember your past, remember the mistake, but remember and keep the mistake as a tool to propel you to greater, not as something that's going to restrict you into a pity party. You know, take what you learned, use it, map your day, map your day. If, if, if you wake up and eat ice cream, then wake up and eat coffee. I mean, drink coffee, eat some pancakes. You know what I mean? Uh, change, change something little by little, but use the book as a motivational tool for greatness for you. And I promise you it will happen. It may not come immediately. And it may not come uh, in two or three days, but with consistent, constant work, things will change and you will see. You will see the harvest from the seeds that you have planted. I promise you. I promise that. And you included in the book reflection questions for each chapter for people to not just read the chapters and hear your story and feel what you experience, but you also have amazing introspective reflection questions 
that really have people, like you said, like making the change, mapping out a plan, changing their lives, yeah. doing something greater. Oh my goodness. Mark Shepard, thank yeah. you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, I don't know what I'll be doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> you will be doing great things. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you know. I, it's, it's just, it's just that, it's just that like, like every time I talk to you, even, even um, when we was doing, um, you was asking me the questions about um, putting the book together and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. No matter what we talk about, I always learn from you. Even in this, um, this situation right now, you know, yes, we're, we're talking about, you know, the book and um, speaking to other people, but at the same time, I'm learning from you as I speak. I'm learning from you, you know what I'm saying? And it's it's always wonderful. Every time I'm around you, I try to pick you for something. You know, just a little bit more, just a little bit more. Pretty and you know, mind. I don't I don't mind it at all. Ask all the questions you have because you are a light. Mark Shepard, thank you so much for being on the show, and thank you to the listeners for tuning in. I am Bridget McGowan. Until next time, make sure you always own the microphone. Mm -hmm.